I'm not war on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends. Watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew. Or they might be next. Look at they man. Ah, big man. They never try. So we roll with them. Uh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been Woo. began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Serene sold separately. Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands, get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it, and live the free sky's the limit.
was me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. <sighs> what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. This is another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode. 124 of unscripted man if you guys if this is your first time watching you guys do not know how the show works man every monday we're on here after monday night raw with notorious unscripted and every friday we are on here at 4 p.m central with the news man speaking of this friday's past edition of the news cm punk teasing a return to aew or at least trolling a return to aew whatever you want to call it and what was the other big story on that episode, man? It was... Roman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> uh, WWE's awful plans to get the WWE... Well, well, the rumor on getting the WWE Championship off Roman Reigns. Hopefully that's not true. But the awful... And I mean awful plans of WWE's WrestleMania WWE Championship match um, and Roman Reigns' Universal. Just bad world title stuff for WrestleMania season, man. So, if you guys didn't miss that, that is episode 143, I want to say. 142. I'm losing track of everything here today, man. So if you guys uh, did miss episode 142 of the news, you guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Friday at 4 p.m. Central for the news, man. And yeah, man, um, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And it is in either mine or Circa's social media handles, man or social media pages, rather. It is not hard to find whatsoever, man. You have the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the Riddler-inspired best-kept secret to the IWC design, the Notorious Scratch logo, the only community that matters design, the Uncrowned Kings of the IWC, the Biggie-inspired shirt, and the Christmas shirt, man. All the all eight of these beautiful designs available in more than just t-shirts live on bonfire.com right now. Link, is, again, is at the top of the description of this video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. And, and with that, what did I just do? Okay, my bad. And with that, that is going to do it. All right. <laughs> My God, what am I saying, bro? <laughs> and with that, if, if this is your first time watching, guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we have my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been, uh, just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out, doing the normal thing, man. 
better been hanging out bro doing, doing the same old thing man but um usually Durante's here he'll probably be here soon if not no replay man he usually asks how's life how's family life's good family's good man what about everybody in chat logan how you guys doing man what about you bro how you doing yeah man i'm good man i'm good um celebrated uh my mom's birthday today so happy oh, birthday yeah. to my mother and yeah, man, just hung out with my parents, man. It was a fun time. And uh came home, watched some Raw, put together, finally put together, uh, well, finished putting together my display case, my second display case. So it's going to look sick soon. Got my Bronson Reed figure today, man. So yeah, man, it's all good and dandy. It's all good and dandy, oh, yeah. man. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much about it uh, for me, man. And yeah. So, what is going on to everybody in chat, as Durante usually asks, man, I'm good, family's good, and what about you, Durante? Um, but yes, how is Logan, how are you, Logan, and everybody else in chat, man? Uh, and yes, thank you guys for being here, man. So, oh, yeah. before we start the podcast, before we start the podcast, man, before we get into all the weekly news, before we get into AEW Dynamite, we actually have a special announcement for you guys man so with that uh we have brought to you guys um notorious unscripted and with that me and sir k have discussed the possibility of of um you know doing some specials and, and when we do have one coming up we brought to you guys the uh wrestlemania mock card we were gonna put together some mock wrestlemania cards and, and read them off to you guys and me and sir k were uh going to uh pretty much you know bring you guys the the uh, our wrestlemania uh 39 fantasy booking almost so a little glimpse into our past uh so with that again um, we, you know, we have, we have brought to you guys unscripted and, you know, I think it's time we, uh, we flip the script a little bit, man. So with that, we are proud to announce our newest show, the Notorious Hills podcast presents flipping the script, man. We are going to flip the script with you guys, man. A little bit more different than unscripted. This is the logo for the show itself. And pretty much what this show is going to be. Um, is it going to be a weekly show? No, this is going to be a show where we come on with specials pretty much like our WrestleMania 39, um, fantasy booking card, you know? So that's what this show is going to be about. This show is also going to be the show that we accept some guests onto the show, man. So if you guys, you know, are willing to do the show and, you know, if we want to bring you on, it could be you, man. You watching this video right now, it could be you on the stream. Oh, man. Yeah. Obviously, all you would need is a obviously a webcam so we could see you. But, yeah, man, if you guys if you guys want to be on the show. You know, let me know. We could take it under consideration, man. But this is going to be flipping the script, man. So we're going to flip the script a little bit on you guys, man. And actually, uh, we will be flipping the script Thursday, this Thursday, um, around uh, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central Time, uh, with our WrestleMania 39 mock card, man. And that also gives us an opportunity to chat it up a little bit with you guys about 
Wrestle Kingdom 17, man. Obviously, that's going to be happening uh, in the early hours of Thursday. And yeah, man, so we're going to flip the script a little bit on you guys then. But this is the logo for the show, man. And again, this is not going to be a show where we just do fantasy bookings. It could be, but this is also going to be a show where, again, we invite some of you guys on the show and we talk a little bit with you guys about uh, some professional wrestling, man. So again, if you got a webcam, man, and and you want to be on the show, hit us up and we will uh, be accepting all applications, man. Well, we will at least be taking them under consideration. Um. <laughs> Yeah, not just anybody, trust me. Um, so been there before. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking epic fail. Regardless, um, <laughs> the second thing I want to do not announce with you guys, but go over again because you guys probably think you guys probably think I'm like Vince McMahon at this point. You guys probably think I'm the one with dementia. We have not forgotten about the one and only. Notorious Heels Gaming, man. This is uh, still coming to the channel. Obviously, you've seen the logo there. Uh, yes, this is still coming to the channel. We have not forgotten about you guys. And actually, the reason I wanted to show this is because our boy JT, he always watches the replays, man, and he always comments uh, on our videos, man. He said something um, in the in the comments the other day. He said uh, that, you know, in our New Year's Eve episode, he said, you know, he found out uh, he found out about the Notorious Hills podcast this year, and it's been really entertaining. Um, thank you, and, man. Dude, thank you so much, uh, as always, man. And the last thing he said, the most important thing that made me want to go over this with you guys, and uh, more specifically for him, man, is he said he hopes to see some gaming on the channel this year, man. So just a brief explanation on why we weren't able to get it to you guys last year. You guys know... I'm in a new environment. I got, you know, I got better audio quality, man. Uh, you guys know from the glare in my glasses, I got a new monitor, a new computer. Pretty much up the quality of the podcast uh, before Xfinity, you know, had to stick their nose into everything. But I digress. Um, you know, we pretty much, uh, from my end, I, I um, Sir K does got to do it, you know, before I did. But I got to, you know, up the quality of the podcast, man. Um and things took a lot longer than I originally expected. I thought it was going to be around March when we announced Notorious Sales Gaming. But yes, man, so we are looking into that. We are honestly we are honestly looking for things to play. Um, obviously, you really? have the WWE game. If it has online GM mode for 2023, I'm pretty sure you guys don't want to see us play 2K22. And obviously, AEW Fight Forever looks like it's going to be a blast. And... Let us know what games you guys want to see us play, man. If you guys want to see us play anything specific, uh, specifically, um, we would love to, man. We've uh, tossed around the idea of maybe doing the some of the Dark Pictures games, The Devil in Me or Man of Medan or one of those. So if you guys want to see us come on here with some of that, you guys can uh, let us know. That was one idea we tossed around other than wrestling games. But if you guys want to see us do anything outside of the wrestling realm, again, please let us know, man. But, yes, I do not have dementia, man. I'm not on my Vince McMahon arc. I do remember about Notorious Heels Gaming. And I did not Tony Khan the announcement, man. It is coming, and we are going to give it to you guys, man. So, yes, so that is that is the thing, man. So, Thursday, we'll be coming at you guys. We're, we are going to uh, be flipping the script a little bit, man. Um, we're going to be talking about some WrestleMania. 
39 mock cards from uh, me and Sir K. And that, uh, like I said, will also give us the opportunity to talk a little bit of Wrestle Kingdom with you guys, man. Um, considering there's some interesting news going into it, man. So I'm excited. Hell yeah, man. Really excited for that shit. Absolutely, bro. It's Absolutely. really going to be awesome, man. It's, it's awesome, man. It's a way to make it different on just random week to week basis, man. And it's going to be, uh, well, not week to week, but random basis on our normal week to week schedule. And it's going to be really awesome, especially whenever we do get guests, too. That'll be really fun. And with the gaming, man. Ain't, ain't nothing to play right now. That has been the main reason the last couple months why we haven't done it. Ain't shit to play, bro. But 2023 is looking fire. So, still look fire this year, man. So, you'll, like, we hope you guys will see us more in the game. <laughs> hey, man, if you want to see me and Sir K play as Peter Parker and Miles Morales, you let us know, man. That shit will be heat. That's all I'm saying. But, dude, yeah, it, it seems like it's going to be a, a good year for gaming. Um, And, yeah, man, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just a week, a week year, a week year for gaming, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, Go- Gotham Knights was, was, was all right. I enjoyed it. I, I could see why a lot of people hated it. I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't think it was the best game in the world, but I enjoyed myself, man. Um, But, yes, so, uh, but, yeah, man. So it should be it should be a good year for gaming though definitely it should definitely pick up we have you know we have AEW coming out we got Spider-Man coming out we have WWE again only if there is an online GM mode if not you guys are going to have to hope you could catch us for 2024 on a fucking WWE game because oh I'm not getting yeah, that game playing. if there's no online GM mode bro no, bro, ain't no way. And, you, and we ain't playing 22. Speaking of 22, because it doesn't pertain to Raw. Do you see they gave an ad for that fucking game? Tonight? I did. Like, bro, like, what, are, what are y'all doing, bro? The game's been out for months now. It sucks. Dude, Nobody's playing it. It is. It is. And you know what, too? They really just shot themselves in the foot with that game. That foot had every... That foot... Uh, that game had... had had all the potential in the world to be great, and again, they just shot themselves in the fucking foot. I mean, you come out with highly anticipated GM mode, you had two years to work on the game, and it doesn't have online. Why in the world would you think that is releasable? And then, not to mention the ro- I know that part's not their fault, but it still is a component. The roster is just bare bones as fuck, man. Um and and it's not fun. Um, you know, I did get used to their new controls, but that's not to yeah. say that I don't like the old controls better. Exactly, bro. Exactly. You give me an option. I'm picking the old controls, man. And that's Fucking another thing cool. too. That's another thing too, man. Is you know, maybe there is. Maybe there is. I don't know if there is an option to go back to the old controls. I don't think there is because I definitely would have did it if there was. I don't know if they added it. But man, I mean, at least give us the option to use the old controls, cause God, that it it, it it's it's bad. Oh, know? it really is, bro. Finish you gotta press two buttons. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, no online GM mode, no WWE for me, man. So, um, but AEW looks like a blast, and you guys can definitely catch us on here playing that. That is a definite. That game looks that game looks really fun. So. 
um it should be interesting man but um yeah so that is that is the news man again thursday seven o'clock central time man um and yeah we'll be on here uh with our very uh, i don't think we're gonna number the episodes because they're uh you know just specials but yeah but but uh uh the first edition of flipping the script man so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time and i hope we can catch all you guys there man it's gonna be great um so and yes notorious hills gaming is coming soon of course when i have to think about games coming out i'm drawing blanks except for spider-man and aew uh and dead island 2 um (laughs) but dude i know there's so many games coming out and i'm just drawing blanks of course when i need to you know uh express this to you guys exactly but it's good shit coming out this year you guys i hope you guys get to see us play them absolutely bro absolutely so we're excited man and yeah that is what is to come in 2023 man and again Happy New Year to all you guys, man. This is a new year, and I hope you guys can all make the best out of the year, and I, ho- I truly wish you guys the best year uh, possible, man. So, hey, man, I hope you guys had a great New Year's, and let's hope 2023 bring great for all, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. We are going to continue to be on top of our game and continue to be the hottest coming up podcast in the IWC, man. Um, so. Mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, man. The show opened up with Star Wars Jedi. So how could I fucking forget about that? Oh, the Suicide Squad game too. Forgot about the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. True, true. Yeah, man. So, yes, the show opens up with Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page. Right after Brian comes out, MJF is up in the skybox calling Brian Danielson... Brain damage, Brian. That's foul. Somebody got to take care of this, man. What? Oh, my Lord. He, man, is just a menace. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say regarding MJF at this point, bro. What? Brain damage, Brian. <laughs> oh, John. It ain't right. Uh, good old MJF, dude. But, so... That is how um that is how the show opened up. It opened up, like I said, with um with Ethan Page versus Brian Danielson. It was actually a pretty good match, man. It was actually a pretty good match. I will say, the last couple weeks, um the last couple weeks AEW has really strung along a uh, really good past weeks of dynamite. And this week specifically, man, I mean the in ring quality of the show, I mean, I don't I don't think we ever seen something like this on national television ever. I mean, NXT was good, but NXT gave you a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? And sometimes with the show being an hour, the matches kind of kind of had to be a little short sometimes. Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I mean, it was an hour show, you know, and, and you know, I mean, not everybody was on the show every week, so obviously the matches weren't too short, but you know, I mean, the matches not a lot of times did NXT matches go 20 minutes on television unless it was a big match and those weeks were great but I mean two hours of matches that get a decent chunk of time and the in-ring quality is just off the charts I mean yeah, man. 
yeah, I, it's, it's really, it's really, really crazy, man. It's really crazy because, like I said, I, I really don't think we, we've ever seen anything like this, man, on national television in terms of in-ring quality. And this this show specifically was just really, really good with the in-ring quality, man. It really was. It really was, man. Just great matches. Wonderful, man. And that's one of the positives about AEW. Now, obviously, sometimes it could be all there is. With AEW, with A, and you know, certain AEW fans really like that when that's all there is. I like when there's a little bit of the in between, but episodes like this, man, are, are really great to see, man. Because if you, for the past couple of years, been watching a show like WWE, yeah, you usually get the fucking opposite. So getting a show like this is always nice with AEW. Yeah, you're you're usually getting. And and that's why a lot of the times that that's why a lot of the times we say NXT was the sweet spot because NXT gave you really a perfect big uh, mix of both. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, a lot of times you would get a lot of times you would get uh, you know you would get great in ring quality, but you would also get um, uh, people actually coming out in front of the live audience to cut a promo. Or you would get a really cool video package, but a lot of times you you would get you know you would get some some really nice uh, you know promo segments mixed with some you know decently long matches sometimes 10, 15 minutes you know on a big week you know twenty minute match but mainly on a regular episode of NXT you're getting your fifteen minute match with you know your guy that you really like and then you're also getting. You know, some people getting some great promo time in. Um, so it was a perfect mix of both. But with WWE, nine times out of ten, at least what we're accustomed to with Vince McMahon, and you you could definitely see that change uh, more so with Triple H. Is uh, Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon damn near, you know, just did not care for the in-ring part of professional wrestling. He was all about, you know, I, I think he more so believed in, um people using promos and using their character solely to get themselves over. Um, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times, and that is great, but a little too much can, can be a little too much. And then obviously, as we know, if Vince gets comfortable with somebody, then he wants to explore yeah. other parts of their characters. Uh, hence a lot of, uh, come a lot of people having comedic sides to them. Um, so with NXT, you got that perfect mix of both, and sometimes with AEW, you do get a little much. What? No, dude. If that happens, bro, Rollins is the unluckiest man on the planet, bro. He is so selfless, and all that shit. Oh, dude, if he actually did, I'm seeing that they apparently the oh fuck, bro. Wow. Well, if this rings true, man, Logan says in the chat, he says, damn, apparently Rollins possibly actually hurt his knee. And I'm seeing that apparently the ref threw up the X when they were trying to get Rollins to the back. That is horrible, dude. If Rollins has to miss Mania season, you know what, though? You know what that's going to open up if The Rock is available we are getting Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre, the ex-tag team champions. They used to be tag team champions for the real OGs. And we are getting Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Now, if 
Drew McIntyre, or sorry, if Cody Rhodes, or what the hell, if The Rock doesn't make it, we're probably getting Cody versus Roman, but for Drew, I don't know if we get, I don't want to see Drew versus Bobby Lashley again, so I don't, I don't really know what you do in that. Uh, Drew versus Johnny Gargano, there you go. That could be really good. On the Drew fucking versus money. Johnny Whistle. All right, never mind. All right, so anyway. Um, Johnny. Damn, that's... Uh, dude, I hope not, man. I hope... Yeah. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's real, now I don't know if, you know if they were just messing with the live audience and threw up the X, man, but if that's real, that's not good, man. And I truly feel so bad for him because he... He has um he he is he has really really worked his ass off and put everybody else over for this company man so it, it would truly be horrible to see um it really would be man and dude mania without AJ or Seth bro oh man that's gonna oh we got his Cody that's really what I care about at that point yeah not give we're not no. really giving you a reason to care about Johnny Gargano at the moment so. Old Johnny Sports Entertainer. <laughs> Killing me with these names, bro. I shouldn't be calling him that, but that worst, is. Worst part is, man, I can't tell you you're wrong. But I I just. Exactly. I wish I was wrong. That's the part that kills me. It really is. However, yeah, man, so that was a lot of the time. Uh, so that a lot of the times can be a bad uh, a bad aspect to AEW is maybe a little too much in ring quality and, and and people who do want to use their characters to get over uh really aren't given the opportunity to um but but um it, it, lately it's it's been a decent mix of both and i think it really helps with a guy like MJF as your champ who's a very character driven character you know mm-hmm. so um it, it's nice to see man Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, Danielson, um, uh, what's the word? Incapacitates Ethan Page here. He incapacitates uh, Ethan Page with a, almost like an STF, but he's kneeling instead of laying on his back like John Cena would, um, if that makes any sense. Um, almost kind of like a... Almost kind of like a, if anybody remembers when Paige used to use the Rampage, um, almost kind of like that, but on the ground, if you can imagine. I don't know exactly what the thing was called, but uh, then Danielson starts taunting to MJF, man, and MJF was uh, up in the skybox with who he said was the hottest girl in Colorado. She, did she not look like a mix of Shotzi Blackheart and AJ Lee? Well, she 100% did, bro. I was like, damn, that is that straight up Scotty Black, all right there, bro. I swear to God, bro. I, I swear, swear to God. God. She's some indie talent mm-hmm. that they got to do this, which is cool, man. But, like, I was just thinking, like, damn, she looks exactly like Scotty Black. I swear to you, bro. I swear to you. Yeah, I was like, I looking at her and I'm like, geez, she looks like Shotzi Blackheart and AJ Lee at a kid. It literally, like, she looked oh, like yeah. AJ Lee, but she had her makeup done like Shotzi Blackheart, and it was, eh, that was, I don't know, man, I don't know. Regardless, we move on to the next segment, man, and it's Wardlow in the back with Renee Paquette, 
and he's talking about how uh, him and Samoa Joe have done too much talking, and tonight is going to be the night where, um, you know, they do some action. Um, and Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe comes up, and he hits Wardlow. He, you know, um, pounces him to the ground, and... Then he goes, how's that for your action? And he has a pipe in his hand, and he hits Wardlow in the knee with it. Now, that is going to come into play later. One thing I didn't like about this is they were building it up all night like Wardlow wasn't going to be able to compete, so I started to think we were getting a mystery person for the final mm-hmm. episode of 2022. And obviously, we don't know who that could be. That could be, hell, that could be Adam Cole, man. We don't know what's up with Adam yeah. Cole. That that could literally be anybody. Um, that, that could be uh, literally anybody on the roster, man, or if, or if they wanted to bring anybody new in, <clears throat> Chris Hero. But um, regardless, sure. regardless, what's up? That's <laughs> yeah, they got to do it. Dude. Perfect member of BCC. Dude, they've literally, I don't know what's the deal with, with TK, but my God, I mean, if he's a big as indie wrestling fan as we think he is, bruh. You've tossed around the idea of bringing him in on more than one occasion. Swear, and dude, his name would fit so perfectly on their merch, bro. Yuda, Knox, Danielson, Hero, and Claudio. That's just heat, bro. That shit will be heat. Bro, come on. Um, And I don't know if they could legally do this, bro, but if you can't legally do this, keep Regal's name on the merch. They probably can't. Uh, if it's any new merch, but if you can, bro, keep that man's name on the merch, man. So, you know how, well, you know, Pro Wrestling Tees is able to, you know, work their way around putting the word fuck on a t-shirt. You know, like they have the FTR shirt that I really need to re-up on because I just love that game so much. Um, well, it's fucked at this point. Really? Oh, it, it's got pretty bad over the over those past like year and a half. Oh wow, two years that sucks. Yeah, I, I, I definitely really, need to. Yeah, I really need to re up on that shirt because I love that shirt. So obviously, everybody, if anybody remembers the FTR shirt, their first AEW shirt that says "fuck the rest," how cool would it be a Blackpool Combat Club shirt for Chris Hero that says "step up or get stepped on," but "or get stepped on" is. Like replaced or like written over in blood with step up or get knocked the fuck out. That shit, bro, that shit would be so hard, bro. Oh, man, that shit would be heat, put Chris bro. Hero in the fucking groove, dude. I, I miss me some Chris Hero. I was watching some of his work last night. My God, bro, I had nothing to do. I was bored. I was waiting for Dying Light to finish downloading. And my Lord, I miss me some Chris Hero, man. I swear to God, man. So, speaking of the Blackpool Combat Club, oh, uh, yes, so, just wanted to finish this off really quick, but yes, I I really was kind of, they kind of, I mean, I wasn't hoping for it, but they kind of made you steer in that direction. Yeah, they played it as if it was going to be someone else. Definitely, man, so... Yeah, so that was that, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more later. Obviously, this uh, comes into play throughout the whole show. So, the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli on this night, wrestled as a tag team. They came through the crowd. 
it it looks cool seeing John Moxley come through the crowd, but when he's with his faction, something about that man. I mean, he's just John Moxley, man. Throughout his whole career, man, he's just got a thing for just for coming cool. through the crowd. I love it, man. I love how he comes through the crowd. That that's so fucking perfect for him. I really couldn't imagine what he could do just going out the ramp. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I can't imagine it. I can net like obviously with a group if he's pulling up sometimes he could just come out there you know with these it's a group but even that even like when they do their Blackpool Combat Club entrance they all come out the entrance stage and he goes separately through the crowd or they all go through the crowd with them it's awesome absolutely I really like how he adopted that it really is it really is he's he's had a thing for that uh, for his whole career or any kind of John Moxley entrance that we would you know, see through the entrance ramp, I guess, would just be Dean Ambrose's entrance where he literally just didn't do anything. He literally walked. just walked out there and then walked in the ring, stared at the hard cam, and that was it. But regardless, regardless, bro, what do you think about this tag team of him and Claudio here, bro? They face top flight, man, but but what are you? what were your initial thoughts on these two as a tag team? I'm definitely, like... How, how do I put it? Like, um, in, indifferent, you could say. I was like, all right, they, they kind of need a tag team in the group, so this could be a fun temporary thing. And I thought they were really good in the ring, man. I thought they were really good. Thought it meshed well, really good together, man. Top flight. I love that Styles class that they had with them. I thought that was really good, man. And um, yeah, I, I like them as group. Definitely, I would prefer. The Kings of Wrestling, i.e. Chris Hero and Claudio as the tag team of the BCC. But if they're not getting him, I'm down for a little bit of this for a while. Because, you know, Moxley can't go for anything big as of right now, at least in AEW. Right. So, I'm going to do this for them in the meantime. I, I liked it. Bro, what about you? I love this. I, I love yeah. this. And, and you know... What what you said is true about the the kings of wrestling, man. Uh, Chris Hero and Claudio. I think that would obviously be that that is ideal. But true. dude, from what we seen of these two and the Styles clash with Top Flight, bro, I was really messing with this tag team, man. They they really really impressed me, bro. I you know you know you're you know obviously you're expecting good good um good wrestling, good, absolutely, but. The just kind of just kind of gritty style that John Moxley wrestles to wrestles to kind of see Claudio like dip into that and the way they were working heel against Top Flight, it just it, it just it just fit, bro. It just fit. It was really really good and really enjoyable. But they faced Top Flight here, and out the gate, bro, they were they were beating the hell out of Darius Martin, and he still had his fucking Top Flight hoodie on. So, and, and, and not to mention just giving props to top flight as well, bro. I mean, they, they sold their ass off in this match. They, they really did a good job to make these guys look like killers, which they did. They they really did, man. They took a beating and they made it look amazing, bro. I love top flight. I think they're a really good tag team, man. Me too. And they might, I don't know if 2023 might be the year that the end of 2023 might be their time to shine. I don't know about the beginning, but I feel like by the end of 2023, they might have an acclaimed level come up or breakout, you could say. 
I could absolutely see that. I could definitely absolutely see that. So John Moxley was on the outside and he gives Dante Martin a paradigm shift and Dante Martin absolutely sold his ass off and Claudio Claudio gave Darius a neutralizer and he kicked out bro and Claudio was absolutely pissed he uh he was he was so pissed he um he threw his mouth guard on the ground and he um Darius slapped him he threw his mouth guard on the ground and he just gave Darius the most wicked European uppercut man and that's how he beat him but bro these two as a tag team like the viciousness and just the gritty style that they wrestled was good, man. I really enjoyed it. Oh, definitely, man. I really liked them as a tag team, man. I really did. Absolutely, man. So, Orange Cassidy, see how we go just from 100 to 0. Dude. Welcome to Dynamite, AEW. Orange, Orange Cassidy was being confronted for a championship, an All-Atlantic Championship title shot from Kip Sabian. This segment was absolutely dreadful. And um, Orange said, you know, or Kip said, you know, I eliminated you from the, from the, uh, from the Three Kings Battle Royal, and then Orange said, "Well, I want to face. Well, I'll give an a, a All Atlantic title shot to whoever eliminated you from the Battle Royal, Kip." And Trent said, "Well, I eliminated him." And Orange Cassidy said, "All right, then you get a title shot, dude." Orange Cassidy's gimmick is to not care and to be lazy. So what I ask. How are you going to expect people to care about a championship reign when the guy holding the title acts like he doesn't care about the championship? Because I thought the whole purpose of the gimmick was not that he doesn't care, but that he's chill about everything. That's that's what I thought it was at first when AEW first started. He cared about the business. He wanted to win shit. He would just chill as fuck about it. That was the character, and they played it off in the beginning of AEW so well, where they made everyone intimidated by him not caring, by him just standing there chilling, bro. Because it kind of looked like he could whoop your ass. Yeah. And I had that comment. <laughs> but, um, like, so. it was so cool. And I was like, all right, this guy's got some potential he's kind of funny let's see how this goes and now it's just <laughs> yeah i don't care <laughs> what the fuck is it <laughs> golly damn fucking windows man but um like, man get the fuck out of here bro Coming here, you little weirdo. John Blades, get the hell out of here. You, oh, fucking Sean sent you. Is that what this is? <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. But, um, like, I don't know. I just don't like the gimmick of just, oh, I don't care. Like, what? Why, why do I care? 
Why, why, why do you have the title? My bad, man. This fucking chair. No, just, I just noticed myself just slowly just going down throughout the whole episode. So, um, yeah, man. Again, how? Man, what's up with Sir K, man? Lately, why is everyone? Why is... Come around me, dog. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you had to have been sent by Sean, bro. He had to. Have been. Is that you, Sean? Is that a burner? What is the deal, man? Is that Sean Rossab's burner, man? Is that what's going on here? I think it might be, bruh. Because why are you coming after me anyways? Do you subscribe? Do you pay money for wrestling news, you little geek? I w you probably do. Look, I would go say go check out his stream. But, you know, it's only 11 o'clock, man. It's, it's looking a little too early to fall asleep, man. I'm just saying. I swear to God. Come over here, man. We're going to keep you awake. Or the charisma lies, bruh. You ain't going to find it in the journalist out there. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, bro? Why is everybody coming for Sir K's head, man? What's oh, man? The hell is going on over here? You're about hey, three you we're, we're about three tweets away from being the scapegoats of the IWC, man. I swear to God, we really are. What's going on here, but, man? Fucking Orange Cassie, bro. Dude blows. I was more interested in the, in the Atlantic title when Pac was fucking desperately trying to be on TV. Bro, that title was more relevant when Pac had it off TV than Orange Cassidy has it on TV. Yeah. The fuck? I hate this Orange Cassidy gimmick. I hate what it's turned into. Get the damn title off him. All this shit blows. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, again, man, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how you are going to, you know portray this championship on a guy whose gimmick is to not care about anything. You know, I don't really care. I, or I don't really understand how that's supposed to get me to care. Again, how am I supposed to care about a title that the guy who's holding it doesn't care about? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, man. And it does not resonate, resonate good at all on television, man. Uh, not at all. No, it really doesn't. So, next up, we get Hook. We get Hook on Dynamite. Seems like Tony Khan is giving Hook a uh, four-week spot on television. Um, and then that'll probably be it for the rest of the year with Hook. Um, but, on a real note, I, I miss Hook, man. And I really hope this isn't one of Tony Khan's, um, you know, four-week stretches that he puts people on television uh, quarterly, not even quarterly, um, for one, uh, one half, you get a nice four weeks of television in each half of the year. Um, but it's good to see hook back and, and, and it really is. And he's really been, uh, stringing along some momentum for himself that he should have never lost, but he did lose because half of the time we were too worried about other things like ring of honor. Um, exactly. So, Hook beat a enhancement talent here, man, and then he was confronted by Lee Moriarty, Stokely Hathaway, and Big Bill. Big Bill. Oh, God. I mean, bro, again, what is the name, dude? What is with the name? 
he goes face to face with Hook as Jungle Boy comes out and takes care of Lee Moriarty. He goes face to face with Hook, not really face to face, more like like face to chest. But you know, Morrissey was uh, looking straight ahead. Hook lifted him up to give him his suplex, and the crowd absolutely went nuts. Morrissey, uh, Morrissey, you know, dropped back down, grab hook for the choke slam, and Jungle Boy came in with a two by four and started swinging it at uh, Morrissey here, man. So he went to swing him right across the fucking head, and Morrissey then got out of dodge and retreated with Moriarty and uh, Stokely Hathaway, man. So good thing Jungle Boy ain't ricochet. That would have been bad. Oh god. Bro, yeah, no kidding, no kidding, dude. Uh, Jericho then had a backstage promo segment where he talked about Ricky Starks, and yeah, man, that was that was pretty much that. Not really too much, at least that I can remember from the Jericho story that week. But but it it is okay, man. It is okay. You know, this it's never good to see somebody too much. Not saying that we have seen him too much. But, um, you know, Jericho, it's good to kind of, you know, pace himself. So I like the change up from doing something on stage, which Jericho gets to do a lot, man, and have him do a backstage segment being that, you know, not that his onstage segments are, are bad, um, but um, it's nice to let some other people get some shine. So I like that he Definitely. was the one to do a backstage this week. Exactly. Exactly, man. I think it's really... Jericho, he knows, man. He knows. Absolutely. So, so, we have the Elite and Death Triangle. The Elite and Death Triangle, they announced this match during the show as a Falls Count Anywhere match. This match was a false count anywhere match, and they started in the back. It was re- this was really good, man. This was really good. We started this in the back. They were fighting and catering, bunch of table spots, man. They started in one of the back hallways, and then they made their way out to the entrance stage. Penta was jumping off. Uh, Penta jumped off the tunnels. It, it it was just so much fun, man. It, it really was. Uh, I believe. Kenny did some sort of spot where they threw him off the stage, but man, was this was this really good, man? This was a really good match, and um, that's what it was. This was a really good match, man. It ended with Pac having the brutalizer in on Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega gave a one-winged angel in the crowd off of some sort of platform to Ray Phoenix onto uh, two other tables. Kenny Omega got the one, two, three. Pac didn't see it. The bell rang. Pac thought they won just to get up and find out that Kenny Omega got the pinfall from in the crowd area, man. So this was really good, and I really like the the ending to this. It was really nice. Oh, yeah, man. Very, very good ending, man. And a good switch up from what they've been doing, man. I like how they kind of know to do that. Fucking how many matches in, you got to switch it up. Glad that they did this, man. And I can't wait to see the other matches, man. I really can't wait for that fucking ladder match. Yeah, man. So that is 
going to be what's next, man. I, I can't remember exactly what it's called in in, in Spanish. Um, Keep saying, but I forgot what it, I know what you're talking about. Escalera de la Muerte. There you go. An Escalera de la Muerte, man. A ladder match for the Trios Championships, man. January 11th from the LA Forum or the Kiev Forum, whatever the hell it's called. Um, Yes, man, but... Dude, uh, again, this this has been really good, man. We're now tied at three games apiece, and we're going into game seven, man. Escalera de la Muerte, man, a ladder match. It is going to be so sick, bro. It is going to be so good, and I am, I, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm very excited for Wrestle Kingdom, and I am also very, very excited for, um, I am also very excited for, this this ladder match uh on well not at this ladder match but the the forum show in general man i'm really excited for that shit from the mystery partner to this match to a whole bunch of others it's looking like a like a real special event man it is it really is next up we get an acclaimed um an acclaimed rap video that uh was just 10 times better um and just suits the acclaimed way more than hey what up Durante way more than uh whatever that garbage was we got last week bro swear to god and technically this would be under news but we're not covering it because obviously bro did you see what Karen Jarrett has been on Twitter today talking about bro after that rap she has been talking yeah, I, I noticed that they they said something about um they said something about Kurt or uh Jeff stealing Kurt's girl or something like that. And, and I seen that she said a lot about them. They they broke up while they were married and they were legally separated, but then they got back together and then they broke up again and then Jeff and her started, you know, seeing each other or whatever. But I heard her saying that she was going to expose Kurt. Oh, angle, bruh. She done said that that man cheated on her with... Who, who are the Kelly, two Kelly. people I got? Kelly, Kelly, and who was the other one? Who the fuck was the other one? I think it was Dawn something. Was it Dawn Marie? Is that her fucking name? I think it's Dawn Marie. Sounds yeah. kind of familiar. Yeah, I've never heard of her personally, and that, you know, I don't know that old of stuff, but he cheated on her with Kelly Kelly and Don Marie, bruh. Kirk Angle at his finest, bruh. Gold Angle, bruh. That shit, he cracked it up. Don Marie, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't even remember her, man. No, I have no idea who that was, but Kurt Angle, bruh, dude. The fucking shit that that rap started is amazing, bro. Max Caster is the GOAT. Yeah, look. Looks like that was her. I seen Kelly Kelly debunked it. Yep. Yeah, man, Kurt was going crazy. GOAT angle right there. Kurt, man. He really is my GOAT. So was that all the dirt she had on him? Just him cheating? Yeah, and then he cheated, cheated on her twice in like a six month span. Fucking Kurt. Oh, yeah. Fucking Kurt. Oh, bro, is a menace. 
I guess that fucking backstage promo with both are really, really ring true. Yeah, shit, Good old Kurt, man. Good old Kurt. Um, yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Um, next we got Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale versus Ty J. A. S. Get it. This was. This was the, the uh, this was the nap for dynamite. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. you know it wasn't the worst thing ever, but I will say this. You know, I, I you know I think Ty is decent in the ring, but I will say, man, a lot of her a lot of her hits don't really look like they connect, and I think a lot of times her timing and her her coordination is very off, bro. I mean. There was a spot specifically in this match where she she's doing the the Rob Van Dam chair spot, you know, where she throws the chair and then, you know, does a kick. Obviously, it's not RVD's kick, but it's like a bicycle kick. So she throws the chair. Ruby Soho is just holding the chair for like 10 seconds waiting for waiting for Tynara to, to to hit her and it's just it just it just visually just doesn't look good, man. I mean, they, they, it's like they, 2K gameplay. It really so, is. So fucking late on everything. She'll fucking get hit, and then two seconds later, she fucking flies back, and it's like, what? <laughs> She's just not it, bro. Neither is Anna J. That's when she was Anna J. I liked her. But bro, it's Anna J. Yes, it's just horrendous. Get that shit off my team, bro. I like Willow, though. I really like Willow. I do like Willow, and obviously I like Ruby. And you know what? I I do like Ty, and I and I do like Anna J. I think both of them just work better as a babyface, or or maybe Anna J can work heel, but I like her heel Dark Order a little bit more. I liked what her character was in there. But honestly, as a babyface, I really messed with Ty. I I thought that role fit her. I thought that role fit her. She just seemed like a genuinely likable baby face, man. But then yeah. all the Guevara stuff happened, and it kind of derailed her and his career, to be honest. It really has, bro. Like, they think that shit's like right heel heat, and it's just garbage, man. But they're yeah. so delusional. They really, same with Guevara, it was really the next Cody in terms of delusionalness. Because, my God, he thinks he's he's been flamed, bro. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, you know, Nick, um, you know, they did a lot of promoting for uh, next week's edition of Dynamite with the new colors and stuff like that. Uh, This would lead into Ricky Starks uh, um, announcing or them announcing the match between Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho uh, for next week, man. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good, man. And this led us to the main event for AEW Dynamite, man. Samoa Joe comes out there. He's talking about um, Wardlow. He's talking about how Wardlow is... He's talking about how uh, Wardlow is not able to compete, so he's just going to um, just take the night off, man. He's just going to take the night off. And, you know, this was the moment where you would think somebody would come out and... Um, and, and it ended up just being Wardlow hobbling out there, man. So that was, that was that. Wow. 
it is actually uh, i gotta see this article real quick uh, wow we're getting breaking news you know that's actually never happened to us before oh literally during i remember one of the shows i think i was one of the fucking um one of the i think episodes of news literally right after we went off air i think like a couple releases dropped or something i remember we were so pissed Oh, that the always same. sucks. Oh. Wow. So, the ref threw up the X, and then Corey Graves ran up to him and started telling people to come help, and apparently it's the same knee that he injured in 2015. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible, well, man. Ooh. Yeah, damn, that sucks, man. I hope you don't miss me, bro. He... Him and Cody are doing two things I fucking care about. Oh, Sammy. Same thing, too. There's like, they're half of what I care about. Oh, man. Oh, God. And I hope it's all well, because Seth deserves so much at this mania. Wow. Wow. That's that's incredibly that's incredibly uh horrible. That's incredibly horrible to hear about, man. That really really is. Yeah, that that yeah. sucks, dude. That sucks. Um Wow. Well, Wardlow Wardlow would then go on to wrestle this match, man, and I feel the only reason they did this is to make Wardlow look strong. However, However, um, you know, I don't think it buried him. I don't think it buried him, but I, I think, and I hope it can be a turn in his momentum because this needs to be a reset for Wardlow, man. I mean, this dude was humiliated. So not during the match, but let's hurry up and get to that, man. So, you know, Wardlow ends up losing this match, uh, due to, you know, a, tap out or a pass out rather from Samoa Joe and he you know he didn't look weak being that you know he was attacked earlier in the show so I mean it didn't necessarily bury the guy it didn't necessarily bury the guy in in any means uh but you know th- this something needs to change because Wardlow you know, eh, so he loses again to to the Coquina Clutch by Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe's standing there, and just as it looks like he's about to, you know, shake his hand or whatever, Samoa Joe just hits him with the TNT Championship. Wardlow. Wardlow's lying there, and Samoa Joe goes outside of the ring and grabs a pair of scissors. He then goes in the ring... And legitimately, and this genuinely shocked me that they I think you're gonna go through with this. Me neither. He legitimately cuts Wardlow's ponytail off. He cuts That's weird. That is going to be so fucking weird seeing Wardlow with a buzz cut. I mean, I don't think he'll look bad. I don't think it'll be one of those things that looks like just completely just weird, but but it is gonna take some getting used to, man. Um, it definitely is, man. That's going to trip me up. 
It really is. I don't, like I said, it'll definitely be weird. I, I don't think it'll be like the worst look ever, though. So Samojo cuts the ponytail, and Darby Allen's music plays. Darby Allen comes from behind and runs Samoa Joe off. And dude, I am excited for this feud, bro. I am excited for this feud. Darby Allen finding his way back to prominence. Tony Khan remembering that he has a very talented, young, bright pillar of his company that is still employed. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, finally, I love Darby. He was my favorite GT champ to this day. So, I would love for him to get it back, bro. I mean, I could believe in Darby's the type of guy to put up to fight till he dies, bro. So, try to win. Let him go through with this. Let, let Samoa Joe not deal with it. Let Samoa Joe not, not, not that he's not able to, but that he's never dealt with someone that just refuses to not just go and give it their all. Absolutely. So I, I would love if, if Darby is going to be victorious at the end of their feud, man. But I love seeing Darby again in a prominent spot, man. Oh, absolutely. And even when we get to Rampage, bro, that bet's backstage signal was fire. Bro, that was so fucking good. Um, so Darby, um, Darby Allen, you know, uh, like I said, man, Darby Allen, it's almost like they forgot that the guy was employed because we just have not seen much of him whatsoever. Um, and, and, and it's so nice to see him back to prominence and we already know what him and Samoa Joe can do in the ring with each other. And it was great. It was great, man. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how that was one of our favorite things on that episode of Dynamite because it was two people that we care about in a nice exhibition match, and we're going to be getting that as a feud, um, and and it and and it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good, and I'm really excited for it. I don't think Darby Allen wins here. I think the next time you see him winning a championship, it is the big one. I think he beats uh, MJF for it, but I think we start his slow climb to the top. He was holding the championship like he used to, where he would like hold it like right under his eyes, and it was so sick, bro. It was so sick. Um, but Darby, um, I, I, I really, I'm really am just, I'm so excited to see him back in a prominent spot. Um, something that they just have not capitalized on with him. In, in a very long time, and it's nice to see them start to uh, do that. Definitely, man. Definitely. It's really nice, man. It really is. Absolutely. So, Rampage consisted of mogul affiliates. Uh, Swerve Strickland took on Wheeler Yuta, and that was the other thing. They put Wheeler Yuta in a spot on Dynamite, uh, where he he challenged Swerve to a match on Rampage, so that was the last scene of AEW for 2022. Is Swerve Strickland, Parker Bordeaux, and the Tattoo the Guy? guy. Which, um, speaking of Tattoo Guy, obviously he has a fucking real name, and they're not saying it. Dude, they're going to give him the dumbest name in the world. I fucking know him. it. Dude, they're... <laughs> dude, they're giving... like They're going to big bill his ass, bro. They're going to give him the dumbest fucking name ever. Because on commentary, they were like, 
and his unmanned friend or unnamed friend. Like, oh, like, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Bruno got a name. <laughs> that is literally what they did with Omas when AJ was mm-hmm. like, "This is my Colossus, a personal Colossus," and he, <laughs> and he, and he was and he was and not. He was not giving him a name. He was just calling him a personal colossus. But he wasn't <laughs> saying what his name was. And then and then he said his name is Omos. <laughs> so. Miss AJ and Prominence, man. Even though it was horrible. I love seeing him every week that week, man. Dude, same. I, I, it sucks that he'll probably miss Mania. Horrible. Dude. That's horrible. That's crime. It really is too, and, and and you know that's really gonna suck for um for us trying to trying to book this uh, fantasy stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean, because really is because can't use Seth. Oh man, if I can't use Seth, oh, that sucks. Yeah, they're just half of my media. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there's some interesting names, you know, from the from the Royal Rumble. There's some interesting mm-hmm. names from. Uh, or people that can return in the Royal Rumble that can be really cool, but uh, and, and we can use people that you know aren't in the company but are yet but are expected to come back, so that's nice. But man, I mean AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, I would have put them in. I would have absolutely put the OC in something good or Seth or AJ oh. in something good. Nine times out of ten, bro. Easily, bro. Easily. I don't even like the rest of the OC at this point, but I'd still put them in prominence. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the the you know the the group is good. You know, I like yeah. the group. It's just, I I just can't. I don't really care for Gals and Anderson, but it's because AJ's there that that yeah, I care yeah. about that. Uh, like, exactly. And you got me, Chad. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about fucking Raw, man. Dude, seriously, bro. Seriously, Durante says in the chat, "What's up, Durante?" By the way, I don't think I said what's up. Well, we always say we always bring you up in the intro. You're like in you're like at a part of our intro now, so you're always, yeah, you know, yeah. we know you're always there in spirit. But yeah, dude, that that was what I said on Friday, bro. Like, dude, it is the day after Christmas, bro. Why is or a couple days after Christmas? Why isn't he just back on the road on this Monday? You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, man, it makes no sense, man. And this is why dumbass injuries happen because of house shows. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, and logically, it would make more sense for AEW to do house shows because they have less TV time. Like WWE is a fuck ton of TV time to use. You have main event you that you can put these guys on if they really want to wrestle that bad. You can make main event. You know, not, you know, a good show, but I mean, if somebody wants to watch it just to watch good wrestling matches, just throw a bunch of big names on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. AJ Styles versus and versus Mustafa Ali or just like put, you know, just do a bunch of random exhibition matches with interesting people, not a bunch of fucking jobbers. Or how about this? There's three hours on Monday Night Raw. If AJ wants to wrestle so bad, put him in a fucking match every week on Monday Night Raw. Come on. And not only save the 30 minutes of writing to do off that show, but it's what people want to see. Yes. That, that's what people want to see from Raw at this point. This, that's the only solution you have to your three-hour Raw until you can change it. That, that's the show. That's the weekly show where you could have big matches, man. You could focus your stories on SmackDown for now. But with Raw being three hours, put your biggest matches on Raw and yes. let them be matches. 
not fucking 15 minute commercials. You know what I mean? And dude, huh, let me add up their TV time. Three hours with Raw, two hours with SmackDown, that's five hours, six hours with Main Event, eight hours with NXT, nine hours with Level Up. And I think that's it. Nine hours of television on the weekly. You can't find a spot for any of these people, bro. Nine hours. Yeah. Weekly content. Yeah. I, I, mean, even, I barely even watched the three. Absolutely, man. I mean, if they want to wrestle so bad, dude, I mean, there are so many other routes. And if they, and you know, why, again, why are they, why are you even booking these house shows, dude? Right after the holiday season. I mean, it wasn't even New Year's yet. Why is he... He should have been on the road January 1st to get to Raw on January 2nd. That should have been it. You know what I mean? Um, But instead, here we are. And now AJ Styles looks like he's going to miss his WrestleMania season. Which is going to be one of the most important WrestleManias in in years because of Triple H. And now he's going to have to miss it. So, good going. Literally. For these Good useless job, house shows. God, house shows. All these hours of television, bro, and you're still making house shows, dude. Why don't you put your lower tier talent who doesn't see much television on house shows? And if you don't sell house shows well, who gives a fuck? It's a house show. Exactly, bro. And if it don't sell well, don't fucking do it. Save the money. Yes. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Because they always have to have like a small camera crew, camera crew at those houses, just in case something they could put on TV happens. Right, right. How much money that probably costs to pay for all that shit, dude? Save the fucking money. There's your fucking budget cut. How how shows, live events, cut that shit. Exactly. Cut that shit out your fucking budget. Don't make sense. Make any sense, bro? So the year ends. The year ends in AEW with Mogul Affiliates standing over Wheeler Yuta. Um, Wheeler Yuta went out there by himself, which was, you know, courageous, and it is very Blackpool Combat Club-y of him. But it looked a little stupid considering Swerve was just going out there with his two guys. But I get it, but the, the fact still remains. So, so, um... Jade Cargill, it looks like uh, Red Velvet had uh, walked out on her, and Jade Cargill's going to make her prove her loyalty. Please stop it with the baddies, and please end this fuck. Chris Statlander cannot get back fast enough, dude. I swear to God, bro. Dude. Please get back to TV. This needs to end now. Yesterday. this just this this just isn't it anymore for me, bro. Honestly, it was never it. It was it yeah. at like Revolution, which was the last time that we've seen any progression from Jade Cargill. Ever since you know, then it was okay, and and it was you know I still would have preferred Ruby because I think Ruby brings more value to the table than Jade Cargill, but that's just me. Um, I I would have went with Ruby, and. Literally. You and that know, was 10 months ago. It was 10 months ago, bro, and this title reign still isn't it. We're almost a year into it, dude. She's like almost 50 and 0, and and, and this Goldberg shit sucks, bro. This Goldberg oh, shit sucks. But honestly, though, 
Uh, to go back to Dynamite for a second, um, speaking of Goldberg, uh, Wardlow, this 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 needs something needs to change here, bro. I mean, the guy got downright humiliated, bro. If he isn't just the baddest motherfucker on the planet after this, I don't want to see it because exactly because th- something needs to change. Uh, you know, and, and this is coming from from us you know we've been huge supporters of Wardlow and and we've liked Wardlow a lot and I can tell you right now man something needs to change here because his his booking has just been absolutely nauseating as of late exactly bro it's it, it needs to change bro he needs to be in he he needs to give his his world back he needs to be badass again yep Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, something needs to change. This needs to be the turning point in Wardlow's character arc, or I don't want to see it because it's simply just going to be uh, garbage if it's anything but him wanting to get himself back to prominence. Uh, somebody who's so good, you cannot drop the ball on him like that, man. I mean, I don't know. He better be in career resurgence 2023, bro. He better. He really better be, man. And Orange Cassidy defeated Orange Cassidy defeated Trent Beretta. Trent Beretta actually walked away from Orange Cassidy. He walked out on the best friends after this match. Uh, we got a promo Ooh. from John Moxley, and uh, we got a promo from from John Moxley. It was very good, and we got a backstage segment where Darby Allen was talking about uh, next week how he can get his title back in his home city of Seattle. And he talked about how his dad never believed in him. He talked about how everybody in school would laugh at him when he wanted to become a professional wrestler. And then he looks at Sting, and I didn't expect that at all. Then he looks at Sting, and he says, you know what? I don't even know if you believe in me. They put And Sting just kind of looked at him, and he just started, Sting, bro. Sting's that guy, bro. I will say... He's a badass old man. He really is. He really is. They they do they have done a great job with, with resurging Sting. Um they really they have. have. He's they been, really did, man. Yes, he has just been really solid and I love him in his role with Darby Allen. So he starts yelling at Darby. He says, You know what? What if I tell you I didn't? What if I tell you it didn't? Are you going to be upset with me? What if I told you I did? Are you going to lose that chip on your shoulder? He says, I don't need you to lose that chip on your shoulder. He says, so don't care about what I think. Don't give a damn about what your classmates think. Don't give a damn about what your father thinks. Go in your goddamn title back. And he pushes Darby Allen, and Darby Allen walks away, bro. That was honestly, bro, if anything anything from Rampage was fucking fire, it was that. Speaking of the other side of the coin, Preston Vance. Well, mm-hmm. I need to throw this in there first for K. Next week we'll be getting Tony Nese versus Brian Danielson. So next week on Unscripted, we will have some Tony Nese to talk about. <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude, gotta watch Tony fucking Nese during one versus one of the best people in in the fucking business. Are you kidding me? You're gonna waste a Brian Danielson match on Tony fucking Nice? Are you... Well, you know it is. It it is gonna be a match with one of the best people in the business, um, and Brian Danielson, of course, for next week. Dude, 
Tony. Tony's fucking niece, bro. Dude, even in that backstage segment, dude is garbage, bro. He can't talk. He just has abs. That was his whole looking through. Man. Tony I can fire the fucking guy, dude. Strong Island, fucking abs, niece, whatever the fuck his cruiserweight nickname was. Get rid of him, Dude is garbage. Look, man, I don't know if I could say the same myself. Um, Tony Nese is one of my favorite parts about Dynamite. <laughs> but one thing that's not my favorite part, on a serious note, bro, what is that? Um, but regardless... I know, man. We got him started. The other side of the coin I was really talking about for Rampage, uh, Preston Vance, bro. It sucks. He has a new name. His new name is... I thought his name in WWE was the Premier Athlete. Yeah, it was the Premier Athlete. Now it's the Supreme Athlete. Well, what was his ab-related nickname? In WWE. I swear to God he had an ab-related nickname that I fucking hated. He might have, bro. I'd have to look. I forgot what it was. I'm dead. Well, Preston Vance and LFI, bro. LFI, get get it away. Honestly, just fucking cut it, dude. Preston Vance is on live television, and he... Proceeds to tell the world um, that his new name is Pero Peligroso. Dude. You know, I get you know how L.I.J. isn't necessarily everybody that is just, you know, Japanese. So I get having somebody maybe that's not Mexican in the group. Yeah. Good Him. God. Preston Vance, so far, ain't it. And that new name is not it either. What a fucking train wreck. And it's weak. Well, I don't really know because he hasn't been on television, but week something and it, it was bad it was bad at the turn this just made it all that much worse man what a what a fucking what a train wreck always handling andrade's groups badly or andrade and or his groups man what a mess what a fucking mess of all people you decide to put in that god's second group you put Preston vans the most bland human he was more interesting with the fucking mascot. Like, Buzz. like, dude, what is that name? Dangerous Dog in Spanish. Fucking put him down if he's a dangerous dog, bro. Because it fucking blows. That shit sucks. You could have put anybody else in that fucking group and it would have been better. That is horrible. You're, you're killing LFI. Fucking... Dude, it suck. It fucking sucks. I feel bad for those guys, man. They get kind of company. And they get put in this shit fucking group. If I was them, I'd be regretting signing right now. Because what is that? No doubt about uh, it. Uh, 
That that man TK got to get his shit together with this group. No question, bro. No question. So SmackDown. SmackDown, man, we got two things to talk about, man. We're going to start off with the good. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight opened the show. Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight opened the show, and L.A. Knight's out there. Bray confronts him, and they, uh, L.A. Knight challenged him. The heel challenged the babyface to a wrestling match at the Royal Rumble. Love to see it. Bray Wyatt accepted it. All of a sudden, Uncle Howdy starts playing on the Trons, and he tells Bray to revel in what you are, and and Bray's just looking upset, and L.A. Knight is looking, L.A. Knight is just looking like what the hell again, and and he's telling and he's telling Bray, I knew he was with you, I knew he was with you, so this character comes down the aisle. Wearing, you know, the top hat, the Uncle Howdy get up. But this is a guy who is significantly smaller, skinnier. And he also has a very different mask from the Uncle Howdy that we've seen um, in Chicago on the 15th or the 16th or the 17th or whatever it was when they were out here before Christmas. A lot of people were saying this is Uncle Harper. I don't see that at all. And also, the mask was almost like a Jeepers Creepers looking mask. Yeah, it was, man. And I originally kept thinking it was it was Vincent behind the mask, but I saw a picture of sort of someone like faded that mask into Bo Dallas's face. That was 100% Bo Dallas, bro. I think I sent was. a tweet to you guys, bro. Oh, it was it was like last week or something. It was a minute ago now. Well, not last week, but like over the weekend or something. It had to have been, bro. That was his face, man. But, man, I like it, man. I like that mask a lot. I like how you can see part of the face in it. I like that a lot. Definitely. Definitely. Um, So that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, were saying that this is some new uncle. Uncle Harper, and I don't see that at all, and I don't see the, I don't, I don't see the uh, idea in bringing, I don't see the idea of bringing um, in another uncle. Yeah, I, I don't see the point of that. But like I said, man, it was almost like a, it was almost like a Jeepers Creepers style mask. And what I, what I mean by that is obviously it didn't look like the Jeepers Creepers mask, but you know, it was the face, but the mouth was cut out and it looked significantly different than the Uncle Howdy that we know. And I wonder what the elements of change, uh, were were implemented in that because you know there's a reason behind it because it's Bray, but we just don't know why. Um I originally thought it was Vincent as well. However, Vincent has long big dreads. He has he long big dreadlocks. Bo has hair that when it's dry it can look very puffy and very cool. This character had very puffy hair. 
and it looked like Bo Dallas's hair. And then when you, you know, at first I thought it was Vincent because honestly, the original Uncle Howdy, I thought could have been played by Dutch because he was a bigger guy. Right. But this Uncle Howdy was more skinny, you know, um, and, and more kind of lanky a little bit. And I, I could and originally I thought it was Vincent. But after seeing the close ups. After seeing the close-ups, I 110% think that was Bo Dallas, and I don't really know how I feel about it. I don't really want to see Bo as as Uncle Howdy, to be honest. I I mean, I know a lot of people are excited about Bo Dallas coming back into the fold, but I would like to see Bo Dallas just be a member of the Wyatt Six. I wouldn't want to see him be who I think at this point is kind of their leader in Uncle Howdy. Yeah, like, I'm kind of tired in terms of Bray Wyatt stuff, in terms of the alter egos. I kind of just want them to be them. Obviously, they have their different sides. Like, with Bo, it only makes sense for him to have a happier side and a more psychotic, angry side. Because that's kind of not only what Bo kind of always was, but it, you know, fits in the group, in the family. You know what I mean? You could say it's, like, passed down from member to member. And I really like that man, but not everybody needs some alternate persona of yeah. the feed and then Uncle Howdy and then this and then that. Just let them be them. Let their personality itself shine through and be the character. I don't feel the need for Uncle Howdy if it's just Bo. Just yeah. having me, like we were saying, just this figurehead of the uh, the cult, you could say, and like how Sister Abigail was, how she mm-hmm. wasn't a person, it was an idea. It's I'm kind of tired of people wrestling in these full, full ass costumes with a full ass mask. I, the mask, if it was just a mask, I don't mind because I like how you could see parts of the face. Yeah. I like that a lot. But like the full ass body suits and whatnot, I'm sick of it, man. I really am. And and it's a little weird at this point if he were to play Uncle Howdy because. Everybody knows that's not his fucking uncle. That's his brother. brother. You know, and and you don't even gotta put him in full costume, bro. Because, dude, the fiend looked so sick when he was just in that tank top, bro. In that tank top, you see all the Wyatt tattoos. I I I wish he would have done it on television at some point where he was shirtless as the fiend. Because that that house show pictures, I thought I thought he looked sick like that. I'd love for him to show that on TV, man. But, like, yeah. it breaks it. Do, like, body paint or something. Because he clearly had, like, eye makeup on his face to, like, scruff him up. Do, like, do shit like that all around the body. Just look, like, crazy. Do some, like, crazy Steve-type shit or something. You, you don't got to do this whole suit big, puffy thing. Just stop that, man. Please. I agree, man. I agree. And, you know... And, you know, you know, like I said, I mean, I understand why everybody's excited that it's Bo because Bo is, is back and stuff like that. But I don't really know if I want to see Bo play like this uncle character. And I don't I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. It was a cool visual. But I like the visual of the uncle, the other uncle. Howdy better. The bigger one with the mask, the the ghost of the man who killed the world mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the Jeepers Creepers mask. So, um. I like, I personally like the other version and I like Uncle Howdy being, you know, a little bigger, 
in terms of his weight. I think it just fits the mask and it fits the character a lot better than um, than this does. And again, I, I, I want to see Bo as a part of the group. I, I don't really want to see Bo, uh, you know, unless we see every single member of the group play Uncle Howdy before they get in the group, you know. That could be a very cool because, of it or... because you mm-hmm. you uh, sorry to cut you off, um, but I didn't want to lose this thought because you got to remember how did Bray Wyatt debut? He debuted as yeah. Uncle Howdy, you know. Exactly. He, he debuted wearing the Uncle Howdy mask, so and he's a part of everybody. So so can be right. So does it make sense? Does it make sense? And what I really would have liked, what I really would have liked, uh, for what they did with Alexa Bliss tonight is have Vincent and Dutch noticeably be under those masks, you know, but obviously not reveal them. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, you know, do, is this something, you know, does Uncle Howdy take over everybody before they join the group? So maybe last week we got Dutch, and maybe this week it was a little too predictable to do Vincent, so maybe they do Bo Dallas. And then maybe a couple weeks do we maybe see like Alexa Bliss with her own version of it. You know what I mean? And then maybe do we see, you know, another Eric Rowan, you know, show up or something like that. You know, so that's my thing is, are we seeing everybody kind of play Uncle Howdy before they unveil their Bray Wyatt self? And that could be what it is, because like I said, again, Wyatt himself debuted as Uncle Howdy. You know what I mean? With the mask on and stuff. So it's it's interesting, bro. It's interesting. It's very interesting, man. Uh, like Mania, bro, they could either go down a really a path I really don't like or a path I fucking love, man. And I hope they go down the right one. Because no it's always iffy, man. It's always iffy with Wyatt, man. Not in terms of him, but in terms of his general booking, man. So I hope it all goes well. And... Uh, I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. I agree. I agree, man. So, (sighs) Ronda Rousey wrestles Raquel Gonzalez in the SmackDown Women's Championship match for SmackDown. She beats Raquel. And after the... Yeah. Alrighty. I apologize. Hopefully it was a quick one and that's it. Okay. So we hear more of like a Ric Flair intro to her theme song as Charlotte. <sighs> Charlotte Flair makes her comeback to the WWE and bro. First of all, the theme song, Def Rebel is the worst music producers in WWE history. They 
have mm-hmm. managed to create some of the worst theme songs I think I've ever fucking heard in my entire life, man. And and the attire, the new look that Charlotte had was absolutely fucking abysmal. It looked so bad. Mm-hmm. And she's back. And Charlotte Flair acting like a baby face is never the moves. It is never the moves. It is absolutely oh, horrendous every so time horrendous. it happens. She gets in the ring. And she challenges Ronda Rousey to a match. And what does Ronda Rousey do? Like a fucking idiot. She says, well, I'm feeling spicy tonight. So you got your match. As Shayna Baszler is pleading with her not to accept the title match, this dumbass, dumbass Rousey accepts the match, and Charlotte Flair beats her via roll-up in an attempt to make Sasha Banks look like the smartest fucking individual on the planet. Lord of God. Bro. And it was just, it was some of the most unnatural shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Charlotte Flair playing babyface wasn't it. Michael Cole saying that it was thunderous. And the part that was horrible about that, the fucking fans were actually cheering for this garbage. The fans in Tampa, Charlotte Flair goes into the crowd and starts parading around like she's fucking Johnny Gargano in 2018. Bro. Dude. That shit was horrendous. The more things change, the more they stay the same. What is this is supposed Mm -hmm. to be a new era, and Charlotte Flair is coming back into the company... And just getting whatever she wants again, yet again. Wow. Slam happened and Demon's Control first debuted. I, along with everybody else, thought, wow, this women's division's really going to turn around. This is going to be. Because at the time, AEW's division was really bad at that point. So I'm like, man, they are going to destroy AEW's women's division by the end of the year. Man, was I wrong? Fuck, <laughs> man, dude, from damage control, well, loser, jobber, booking, whatever you want to call them, control, um, to Charlotte shit, to Ronda Rousey, to the way they booked um, Bianca Belair, man, dude, what the fuck? What is the WWE women's division? This is supposed to be the pinnacle. Of women's wrestling right here. This is where the revolution. Or no I mean. Evolution happens. The fuck is all this bro? shit is garbage bro. You have Charlotte Flair. Returning. And doing the most Vince McMahon thing ever. Not only having her win. Be a baby face. And have her go through the crowd. Not even to mention Death Rebels. Garbage production. Dude. Like you said, bro, the more things change, the more they stay the same, bro. In terms of the women's division, it has somehow gotten worse with Triple H. I can't believe I'm saying that. 
the women's division mm. has been worse with Triple H. Not saying he can't book a women's division because oh, he can, but it's gotten worse. What's up? Oh, that might be a little too bold for me. I oh, I don't know about that one, man. I might have to disagree on that one. Vince McMahon. Oh my lord, that man was. <laughs> okay. What's up? Like, it was bad. It was really bad. But the thing is, the thing with Triple H's booking is we expect it to be so that's good. That's true. And it's been so ass. And yeah, that's fair. He's taking these great people, all the all the members of Damage Control, Bianca Belair, and he's just doing horrible with it, man. Because we expect him, because, dude, that 2018 NXT Women's Division was peak women's wrestling bro really from 2016 to 2018 that yeah. shit was peak oh my god yeah <clears throat> you had oscar Kara of oscar best women's wrestling ever don't at me and you had Shayna, basically the same they were the wait are we still yeah. okay are we still good i think okay we, okay. we reconnected Okay. Okay, I think we're good. Okay, okay. Where the fuck was I at? Oh yeah. Basically, if you look at it on paper, Asuka in NXT and Shane in NXT were the same thing, but they felt completely different. Not only by the way he booked their opponents, but by their themselves. It was the same formula, but it felt completely, completely different between each other. Man, that takes skill. When you can use the same formula damn near twice in a row and it hits, bruh. He knows how to book a women's division. I'm not saying Vince could book one better. No, I'm yeah. saying in this past year, it, it was better under Vince. Just because I we expected so much with Triple H. And you could put that on us. But at the end of the day, he's still making decisions like he made on Friday, which is no matter how your hands are tied is a garbage decision. So it's like, damn, it's just disappointing, man, how good it's supposed to be and how good it's being. That's why I'm saying that. It's not that Vince McMahon knows how to book a better woman's vision. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Yeah, I'm nah. just saying this year, yeah, it was better under Vince, man. Again, I don't mean it like that, but in terms of, I, I, I guess that's what he thought I said. I was like, no, nah. it's this year in terms of how the events played out this year. It was better under Vince, but 2023 can turn around. I hope it does. I really hope hey, man. it does damage, because this year was control. horrible for WWE's own wrestling. Absolutely. It was for every company, but at least at the end of AEW's year, they turned theirs around. Absolutely, man. I will say this. Okay, okay, we're dipping right back into the red. Come on, dude. 
Okay. All right. Lord. Yeah, man. It, I I hope it's changing, man, because damage control has I actually so. picked up a victory it's, it's this just year. Sad. It really is. It really is, man. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Yeah, I mean this this stuff with Charlotte, bro. I mean, how how do you make a decision like that, man? How do you make a decision like that? Um, especially. Again, under a guy like Triple H, who you expect so much from, because again, man, from uh, the years of, of 2000 and I want to say 14, bro, to 2019, it was it was all it was all peak stuff, really. Okay, we're in the. In the red, but we're not disconnected yet. Knock on wood. Um, can you still hear me okay? Okay, so, all right, yeah, so, yeah, man, that is the, that is, uh, I I don't know how you make a decision like that, man, I really don't, man, and it is utterly upsetting, this woman is back, and she is already a champion, Uh, and again, that is, uh, it seems like your attempt to make things look like the smartest fucking individual on the planet, so... Monday Night Raw. Man, and possibly Naomi. Yeah. Yeah, man. Monday Night Raw opens up with the Bloodline taking over the show. They took over the show here. And Kevin Owens would come out. And he would, uh, you know, threaten to go down to the ring and punch Sami Zayn. Which then Adam Pearce would come out and tell him not to. Instead, he's going to put all of the bloodline in action on the show tonight. So that was how that started as the tribal chief ordered them.
Okay. I believe we're back, at least for now. Um, okay, where were we? Yes, the start of Monday Night Raw, man. The Bloodline come out, and they offer to, or they uh, say they're going to wreck havoc on the roster because of their loss from Friday. Um, and Kevin Owens comes up. Okay. And then, if I could finish a fucking sentence. And then. Uh, then the bloodline leave, and that was the first, the end of the first segment, man. And then next, we had the Bianca Belair and uh, Alexa Bliss Raw Women's Championship match. This match was going not good. It was going uh, like any Alexa Bliss match does. Her and Bianca Belair, uh, the story throughout this one was Alexa Bliss couldn't overpower Bianca Belair. So that was uh, that. Was that. Um, as the match ended... Man, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. You're about to talk about it. Oh, I was gonna, as the match ended, uh, the Bray Wyatt logo starts flashing on the Trons, and Alexa Bliss starts nodding out. I mean, it looked kind of goofy. It, it looked kind of goofy, bro. It really bad. What's that? She, she played it really bad. She made it look like she was fucking getting sturdy every time the fucking logo flashed on the screen, bro. Dude. She, she did not play that off well. No, not at all, bro. I mean, she... She was... She was, like... Like I said, just, like, oddly, like, yeah. nodding out... And it just it, it it looked it looked really horrible. It looked really horrible on television. Um. So Alexa ended up snapping, and um, I believe giving Bianca Belair a DDT on the steel steps, man, and she pretty much just lashed out on Bianca and got herself disqualified. She hit the ref, and yeah, man, they really uh. They they're really doing something interesting here, man, and I'm interested to see where it goes. But I will, I will say her playing it off, you know, was just really really bad acting. If I'm being honest, bro. It was, man. It was. I I like. I really like like when she.
Oh my god. The leg cut off. Somebody. Oh. Well, you're back now. Some Somebody's oh. genuinely trying to drive me insane. I genuinely think somebody is trying to fucking drive me insane. Holy fuck, man. Bro. Back to what we were saying before we were cut off like six times. Dude. I I take the quality of this podcast very seriously, and I just want you guys to know how much this frustrates me. Um, however, if we can just get through Raw really quick or give you guys a half-assed version of Raw, because nothing wants to fucking work for me right now. Dude, I... Bro, don't... Okay. Alexa Bliss was distracted by the Uncle Howdies in the crowd... Looked really goofy. Um, yeah, just real weird, man. Real weird. They had a random people in the back. Yeah, it's the random people from the mask. I didn't think it was it, bro. Yeah, definitely. Definitely not, bro. Definitely not. Um, so, after that, we got Elias versus Solo Sokoa in a Music City street fight. Elias and his gimmick matches return. Oh, dude, I hate his gimmick matches. It's always always something music. Yeah. Fucking guitar on a pole match. It's all horrible. Yeah, the Alexa Bliss segment looked incredibly goofy, and it just... yeah, it it was not good acting whatsoever, man. It was it was really really just really bad, I thought. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's definitely better ways of doing it, definitely than having her absolutely uh tweak out like she's fucking perk angle in the middle of the ring. Um so that was that. Yeah, that was that. Kevin Owens and the Street Profits. Kevin Owens and the Street Profits versus Sami Zayn and the Usos. They actually, I know, well, they were in Nashville, but Elias, Elias has always done. I remember he used to do them against Braun Strowman. He just always has Jason Jordan, I think. He just always has these, like, music-y street fights, and they're just fucking awful. Um, but regardless, Kevin Owens and the Street Profits, uh, I believe um, this ended in a no contest, dude. You you gotta be lying to me, bro. You no way. Uh, all right, we're back. It was a quick one. Oh man, I, bro, they're really testing me today. They are really it's testing me today, bro. man. So I'm gonna try to hurry up and finish this. I I really fucking apologize to you guys, man. I really do. Again. I take the I take the 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 quality of this podcast very seriously, and when stuff that's uh oh sorry what'd you say? Not bad. Oh, I was just gonna say when, when when stuff like this happens, that's uh out of my hands. I I know it's out of my hands, but it is is it's just unacceptable, bro. Um, we got a look at Cody Rhodes and his recovery. 
I really wish they would just keep silent on Cody Rhodes until the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, if WWE could use what they do best in any time and acting like people don't exist, I think it should be when their own talent is injured and before a return of some sorts. Right. I really think that would work the best. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Don't tease it. Don't mention Cody. Just let it happen. Just let the moment happen where he's back, bro. Please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... You know, because it hits different more if the announcers are acting like, uh, exactly, exactly, bro. Yeah. Um, the, you know, it's it, the the announcers. It's not going to hit the same if the announcers are like, "There's Cody Rhodes. We've been seeing updates on him every week." Like, no. Yeah. Like Cody and Rhodes Cody... back from his heroic injury. Literally, and Cody is not some fucking. NXT guy that nobody knows. At least the WWE crowd doesn't know. Everybody knows Cody, bro. Everybody knows him. You could just straight up debut him. It will pop. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Dexter Loomis defeated Chad Gable. I know damn well. Alright, we're back again. Another quick one. Holy fuck. I'm genuinely going to punch somebody in the throat. Okay, Damage Control was out there, and they were cutting a promo that was interrupted by... Mi-chan, Mia-yim, would then come out and be the mystery tag partner, even though it started as a handicap match for Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch would get distracted by Bailey, and it would cost her the loss as Damage Control... Won the match? Look at that, man. I mean, they made fucking me and him look like a fucking idiot in the process, so they didn't do themselves any favor with that. How'd he come in to help somebody and, and you're the reason they lost? <laughs> so there's that. But, bro, what fucking Bailey said when that happened was so hilarious. She just looks at fucking um, the announcers and, like, what's going on? This is not supposed to be that type of match. That shit, you crack it up, bro. Yeah. That's fucking love, baby. <laughs> Dude. I'm gonna lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely gonna lose it. I'm gonna flip my fucking lid live on stream. Live on fucking YouTube for the world to see. More like our regulars, but you get the point. Okay, if I can finish a goddamn topic before this goes out again, we get a video package from none other than Dominic Mysterio talking about how prison changes a man. And he had a drawn-on teardrop tattoo. Bro. Oh, what? Um... Yes, Dominic. Dominic has been great, bro. Mans has just been absolutely hilarious, bro. He really has. He really has. Oh, you're good, bro. Okay, he really has. He's such a dork, man. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, we also seen this. <laughs> 
You also see in the background. You also see in the background. Sheldon Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and MVP. The Hurt Business. Minus Bobby Lashley. Bro, this was, this is what made the night for me. This was, uh, this was, this was, oh, segments two more fucking segments a lot of people thought they were going to come back tonight and um they did not but bro we're seeing it man and it's awesome and we haven't seen omas bro i think mvp might have just dumped him i hope so man i hope so yeah it's it's good stuff man it's good stuff so in the main event the last thing on the show, man, in the main event, we got a great main event between Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. Austin distracted the ref, man, low-blowed Seth, and hit him with the A-Town down. Um, Big enough so Bro. It was a really good main event, man. It was it was one of the best Raw main events uh, I've seen in a minute, and and I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Oh uh, yeah, in terms of matches, it was a good way to start the year off at the end of the show, man. And with that, um, yes, uh, I, I way better. <laughs> what were you saying, man? Now that we're uh, reconnected. <laughs> I like them better than the last version. Yeah, I mean, fucking know this goddamn point. Yep. I love our uh, uh, brief. Uh, I love our brief, brief analyzation, guys. It has been rough. It it really has been rough. I, I really thank you guys for those of you who who uh, continue to come back and watch um, through bullshit like this because you don't have to, but you do. Again, I just want to stress how much the quality of this fucking podcast means to me. And um, th- this is really stressful. This is really stressful. And I, and I just want you guys to know that because this is not the content that I want to fucking put out, man. Um, we had a really good show going, and it's unfortunate that things like these happen. Um, exactly, I'm really, I'm man. really doing my best. It's just a matter of these fucking companies, bro. Um, so... With that, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted. By the way, what is going on, Bill? How was your new year? Happy New Year. Well, I, I think I... I guess I can detect it before you, I think. All right, and we're Sorry. back. But yeah, man, that is going to stay for the annals of Twitter. But yes, how the hell are you? And thank you for being here in the crack of dawn where you're at, man. So with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. I apologize yet again. And that is going to do it for another edition. A great start, but a frustrating end to Notorious Unscripted, man. Happy New Year. This has been the New Year's edition of Unscripted, man. And with that, that is going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Thursday with the WrestleMania 39 mock cards on our first edition of Flippy. See you guys on Thursday when we flip the script, man. We'll see you Thursday.